Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Time in advance. Somehow, some way, we have survived all the way until Friday. And now it is absolutely the best part of the Big Sky Conference women's and men's basketball tournaments. Welcome in to Nuanez Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports around the Treasure State each and every weekday on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanez. We are broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise, Idaho. And we got one team going to the big dance, and we're going to have a couple more in terms of who's going to play for the right to go to the big dance here uh, before this show is over, or at least we'll have a good idea of how this first semifinal game is going. A lot to get to in the show today. If you want to listen somewhere other than your terrestrial radio or watching on SWX Montana, by the way, if you're watching on SWX, have no fear. Uh, the reason the studio is empty is because we're here, so... Uh, just listen to the sweet, dulcet tones of all of our great voices and uh, enjoy yourselves. It's probably a better experience anyways, not having to see me and all my ugly co-hosts. Uh, I know I have some, a couple pretty gals that swing by, but Riley, Sean, me, eh, you don't want to watch us. You just want to listen to us anyways. But if you do want to check us out on your mobile device, your computer, your cell phone, your tablet, whatever, go to our station website, 102.9ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. There you will find the live stream which is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Big show for you today, as we always do. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana. He's going to sit in the chair with me for about half an hour before this first semifinal game of the Big Sky Men's Tournament gets underway. If you hear the squeaking of the sneakers, that's because Eastern Washington, the number two seed, and Montana State, the number five seed. They are on the court warming up 59 minutes and 37 seconds and counting until the first of two semifinal games gets underway. So Sean will be sitting in with me for about the first half an hour here. We're going to share some sound from <coughs> Travis Takir after Montana survives and advances. They beat Weaver State last night 80-75, so we'll have reactions from that big win for the Grizzlies. Hear from Travis Takir, Mac Anderson, and Robbie Beasley. Also hear a little sound from Randy Ray as well, Weaver State head coach. And then we're going to hear from Danny Sprinkle. I recorded an interview with him yesterday to preview this upcoming Montana State game. And uh, so we'll hear from him about 4.30, Montana State head men's basketball coach. 
The women's tournament, it's in the books. Idaho State, a huge, resounding 84-49 win over Idaho. I think people expected the, the Bengals to claim the tournament championship, but not in that fashion, not in that blowout fashion. So I caught up with Jenny Cavanaugh, Chris Redpath, the two ladies that called these every single game of this tournament for reactions on the women's championship as well. Top of the hour, Tom Wistershill, Big Sky Conference Commissioner, joins us and uh, sat down with Tom about the news of the week. The Big Sky Tournament, it will remain in Boise until 2026. Riley Corcoran, he's also going to swing by. We're going to give you some keys to the game for Montana's matchup against top-seeded Southern Utah, which tips at 8 p.m. tonight. Rain Man, what's going on? How you living? How's how's things going? It's been a busy week, but it's been a fun week. It has, and it was funny. We uh, you were you were asking me about the the schedule moving forward and, and my availability and stuff, and this was on like Sunday night, and I said, <laughs> well, I could probably come up on, on Friday if uh, we're still alive, and I meant like our Montana teams, <laughs> but also I guess us as well. But we're still alive, and so are our Montana teams, so we're ready to roll, man. This is. Semi-final Friday. Let's let's go. This tournament's so fun to just catch up with everybody, meet up with all your buddies, you know, hang out with fellow media guys. It's always fun to just go out after after the last game gets over, blow off some steam, have a beer, talk about all the basketball that we watched all day. But this year has been totally different, not only because of the COVID, but because we've had the late game for the Montana schools every single night so far. So it's been like last night I said, what's going on? About 12.30 said, well, I just realized it's 12.30, so I'm going to sleep, which yeah. is exactly what we had to do. So it's been a it's been a long week in terms of the work, but it's been fun. So, Sean, let's first of all start. We're going to hear some in-depth analysis of the women's championship here about 4.45 with Krista and Jenny. But uh, your thoughts on Idaho State just walloping Idaho in the championship game on the women's side. I mean, they're just really good. They're really and they, good. And they played just the perfect brand of basketball. They're sharing it, and they are – they probably, I mean, they have eight legitimate scoring options, and you can't slow down. There's nobody to, to focus on on that team, and they move the ball so well. They play good defensively. They're quick. They're strong. They got. They just have the perfect balance and mix of everything. And actually, you know, Mike Petrino texted me, and he's like, and he was like, "Well, I, I feel a little bit better about us getting swept by them um, after seeing what they did today." And he's like, "I hope that they can continue to play this well in the NCAA tournament." And I was telling you. Well, you know, in that at halftime of that game, I was like, if they get a decent seed and a decent draw, I, they have a shot to win in the NCAA tournament. I mean, they are that good. No question. I mean, and John Newley, Idaho's head coach, after the game, he said, "Hey, you know, our, our team was short-handed. Gabby Harrington was playing on a, a bum ankle. Dots Bay had to have stitches underneath her eye after the game the other night. Uh, they were without Gina Marks and their All Big Sky guard." And Haley Christopher, the top reserve in the league, was also unavailable because of COVID issues. Uh, so Idaho was definitely shorthanded. But like Newley said, that's the best team in the league by far. They absolutely deserve to go to the NCAA tournament. Like he said, we're disappointed that we lost, but I'm glad for the league because that's the best team. That's who we need to send is the best team to be able to compete. So we'll see what sort of seed Idaho State gets. Uh, they're 22-3. They do have a nice win over Kansas State. And they also took Nebraska to overtime. So they played uh, respectable, at least, against Power 5. So impressive performance by Idaho State for sure. The men's semifinals get underway here in a little bit less than an hour. Montana State versus Southern Utah will be the first game. And then Montana versus Eastern Washington after the Grizz bounced Weber State yet again in the Big Sky Tournament. So let's start with these two teams that are warming up here on the court, Sean. Yeah, it, it's, it's easy to forget. Montana State, with the, all the talent they've had over the last several years, particularly during the Brian Fisher when they had a couple of the best players in the league in, in Tyler Hall and Harold Frey, they have only won one tournament game in the last 12 years, and they've only made it to the semifinals of this tournament. This was the first time they've been there since 2008. So this is a historic moment for Montana State, even if it's just one quarterfinal win over Idaho State. But yesterday, we've seen the Bobcats so many times in this tournament have a ton of talent and a ton of promise. And when it gets down to these big moments, a lot of times they just can't handle the pressure. They melt down. That wasn't the case yesterday. They took blow for blow from Idaho State from start to finish. And uh, a good 71-63 victory to move into this game against the top seed in Southern Utah. So what did you think of the way the Cats performed yesterday to get to this point? I thought they played pretty well. I mean, it was a very interesting game. I mean, just with Poorly a ton of fouls. Game. And it was um, just the, the whole flow of it was very odd. Um, I thought it was, you know, Montana State got a pretty good draw. I'm, Idaho State probably um, 
you know, no disrespect to them. Sure. But over the, you know, the last, uh, you know, six years of this neutral side or whatever, maybe the worst four seed that we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. But, you know, probably quite easily. Um, well, don't, so, don't you think that now that we've, we've kind of seen all the teams in person now at the same venue, it really was a testament to the unbalanced schedule. Like, to me, 100%, Northern yeah. Colorado was the eight seed. They're better than Idaho State, just, pure, just straight up, right? Yeah, and Montana's, Montana's better than better the six seed. Yeah, yeah, Montana's better than Idaho State, too. Right. Um, I, but, I, you know, I thought they played well. Um, they, you know, struggled at times. When they, when, when, I mean, when they're going through Bellow, I mean, they're tough because they're tough. he is just so good. But they go through stretches where you're you're kind of confused on what they're doing out there. Um, and I think this is going to be a tough matchup with Southern Utah. I ran into some people with the Montana State Athletic Department earlier today, and I was just like, hey, what are, what are you thinking? And they're like, well, we're not used to being here, so we're just going to enjoy it. You know, so it's either I, it's either there's not going to be any pressure because nobody expects them to be here, so you can kind of go out and play free and play loose, or you're just – not used to being in this moment, so it's going to, you know, just overwhelm you a little bit. I'm not sure which way it's going to go. Some of that was probably just going to be dictated based on your opponent, which is Southern Utah, and they are, um, you know, very good. They, ha, they were kind of um, lackadaisical in their in their first matchup a little bit, and I think some of that is, you know, when you get the bye, you haven't played in a while, and you're going against an inferior opponent, as and you're the one seed. So I think, you know. I think mentally, sometimes maybe not as locked in. I imagine Southern Utah will be locked in on this one because when they went into a full full court press of Northern Colorado, it, it was like watching a varsity it was. run it versus JV. Like they are insane athletically, and but Montana State is is pretty athletic They're in their really backcourt as well. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it's going to be a you know a tough tough game for Montana State to pull out, but I mean. They definitely have a shot. Listen to Nuanez now. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. Joining me, Coulter Nuanez, here on 1029 as well as on SWX. Let's switch gears. Last night, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You can talk about the Grizz Young roster, the struggles that Montana's gone through this entire year. You can talk about uh, this, that, and the other, the pandemic, the lack of fans, the departures from the roster uh, under Travis DeCure. And still, Montana against Weaver State in the postseason means Montana is moving on and Weaver State's going home. Seventh time in eight years that Weaver State has lost to Montana at this tournament, the eighth time since 2010. Uh, unbelievable. Before we get your reactions from this, Sean, here's what we're going to do. We're going to share a little bit of the sound. So here is Travis DeCure, Mac Anderson, and Robbie Beasley after Montana's 80-75 to win over number three Weaver State to move into the semifinals tonight against Defense Eastern Washington. Um, you know, that's really been the challenge for this group. We, we had been defending well um, for long stretches throughout the year. And statistically, we, we're, we're a good defensive team, but we've had stretches in the second half where, you know, lack, lackluster effort, um, loss of concentration, and, and just not really being detail-oriented has cost us some games. And, and that's what youth is, that, you know, just a very inexperienced group. Tonight was the first time I felt that through adversity we, we continue to focus on the details and to hold that team to 37%. Uh, I think they have number one and number two percentage-wise field goal shooters in the conference. And so to be able to hold that team to 37% in the second half uh, is amazing effort-wise defensively. And, and, and I don't know that I could say a group has played harder than them, maybe as hard, but I don't know that we've had a group play harder than they played today. And, and then obviously the guys next to me here, they put the ball in the basket. Um, probably their, you know, their best performances offensively for us uh, this year. And, and so, you know, when you put it all together on both sides of the floor, you're going to win. And, and I think that they did a good job of that. You said after the Eastern Washington series that you had full confidence your team can make a run in this tournament. Now you're on that run. What has it taken? You know, we, we have a fairly slow starting program. Um, we, we've, we've been a team that's peaked in March every year, and, and usually it's late February. We kind of go for it. And, and, and this year in February, we just we weren't in position to go for it. And, and so it was just a continued growth for the conference tournament. But a lot of that was the youth. When, when, you're, when you're starting freshmen and sophomores, it's just very difficult when you don't have a pure preseason to build and grow. And, and so I think we're just now really figuring out what we're capable of, and it just happens to be really late in the year. Um, but, but at the end of the day, the most important thing for us is our culture and sticking together. And the guys that have done that are the ones that are on the floor performing for us right now. 
This game showed a lot of character. How sweet was it to have that kind of performance in that kind of game in the postseason? It never feels any better. You know, obviously, if it's on a Saturday, it would be better. But um, the, the thing is, is that these guys really stuck together. You know, we came up with loose balls. We dove on the floor. We rotated. We had each other's back. And the guys that were in the game uh, were very supportive of one another. And, and that's what programs do. That's what winning teams do. And these guys have figured out what, what, what it feels like um, to be there for one another. So for me, uh, to sit back and, and experience it and see it is, 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 is a joy. You seem to have the formula to beat Weaver State, particularly in the postseason. <laughs> how, about, how, why all the above? <laughs> well, we have very similar systems. Um, and, you know, sometimes our strengths are our weaknesses, our weaknesses are our strengths. And so you become very familiar with one another. We're both part of the same coaching tree, and I have a lot of respect for what Randy has done. There's a reason he's all time when his coach in the big sky. And so my guys get up for these games. And, and I think the biggest part is that when we recruit them, they're recruited for that game. It's a big part of the conversation that you, you have two teams, two programs that are on a, a banner race. And we want, we're going to do everything we can to, you know, try to stay where we are in that race. And so when guys finally hit the floor against Weber State, it's something that they've been thinking about since the day we started recruiting them. And I believe that the Weber State guys are the same because we recruit a lot of those guys as well, and the conversation's probably taking place on that side too. So it's a very intense game every time, and it could be November, and these guys will play like they're playing for a championship. Mac, how sweet was it to get a win? I mean, every win is sweet, but to know that you and your teammates banded together to be able to pull this one out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great feeling to win here, especially. Um, we didn't get to play last year, obviously, so every one of these is a little more special. But it's always good to get a win here. Where did you see the confidence kind of turn? Was it even before the game even started, or was it sometime during the game? When we got a few stops in a row, our confidence went way up. Uh, we got a few stops in a row, we got some buckets, and we were just yelling and screaming, all excited. and. Uh, yeah, it was a really great feeling, and it was really fun to play. I would agree with that. But I would also say they beat down the door to have the conversation. You know, they, they, they forced me to start our pregame meeting early, um, and, and the energy was very high in the locker room prior to the start of the game. And so the staff, we all kind of looked at each other and said, it's our night. This year's not been easy, and there have certainly been some tough losses. But in this moment right now, how does it feel? Uh, it feels great. Um, the regular season's tough, the ups and downs a lot, but this week, all you, all you got to do is win. Uh, the, it's usually three in a row, four in a row this year, but that's all that we're focused on right now, so getting wins is great. Robbie, what is it that you guys need to do to be able to come away with the win tomorrow? Uh, we got to recover, getting those ice baths, <laughs> uh, watch film, and we just got to come out ready to play and get a win. Coach, what was one of the shining, po uh, shining points of your team's performance tonight? The six-minute stretch defensively where we held them scoreless. Um, just a lot of scrapping, a lot of rotating. We came up with a lot of long rebounds. Um, and, and when we hold teams with one shot, then obviously we, we can get out in transition and make some things happen. So just watching how we defended for that short stretch was... Travis Secure, Mac Anderson, Robbie Beasley. Listen to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez, Sean Rainey, sports director of SWX, sitting in with me here for at least about 15, 20 more minutes. Thanks to all of our great sponsors for sending us down here to Boise. We'll also be making the trip to Indianapolis next week as part of our tournament takeover here on Nuanez now. One of those great sponsors will be bringing you Grizz interviews throughout the whole rest of the calendar year. This will be fun. Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Brent and his team, they're the official realtors of Grizzly Athletics. The Wahlberg team has more than four decades of experience in western Montana. They work as a family team to help you fill your real estate needs, whether you have needs in western Montana for residential, land, investment, or commercial. The Wahlberg team can take care of you. We're going to hear from Randy Ray. This is just a couple minutes of his press conference, but he has been the head coach of Weaver State for 15 years. He's had an unbelievable amount of success. He's been multiple-time Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year. He's gone to multiple NCAA tournaments, but whenever they seem to face the Grizzlies, they seem to not be able to overcome that obstacle in the tournament. Seven times in the last eight years, Montana has eliminated Weaver State from the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Here's Randy Ray on um, why. First things first. Really proud of this team. We uh, 
we changed our roster this year. We brought in nine new guys, and and uh, I thought these guys really uh, incredibly bought into our program, bought into our culture, did everything we asked them to do, and it wasn't easy. Um, but I'm proud of our guys. I thought they had one hell of a regular season uh, for basically nine guys having to come together and figure it out, and they did it, and they trusted each other, and they played for each other, and, and I thought they did a hell of a job. Tonight was a tough night. Um, I thought their speed and their quickness um, bothered us a lot by getting to the rim. We just didn't do a very good job of that, but, but overall, I'm really proud of this team. I love these guys to death, and uh, it's just a hard one to swallow tonight. Coach, what makes Montana so tough to beat in the postseason? I don't know. They're, they got a good basketball team. They got a good program. They got a, and they do a good job. I got a lot of respect for Montana. They've always they've done a good job. And I, I realize that the question. I get the question, but uh, you know we've had good teams. They've had good teams, and they've gotten us a few times. And but they got a good program. They got a good team. You had four players tonight that scored in double figures, and you got 16 points off the bench. Talk about your guys' ability to move the ball to get multiple people in the scoring tonight. Well, that's what we do offensively. We're a ball movement team. We play for each other. We trust each other, and we move the ball side to side, and that way everybody's involved. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't our offense tonight. It was obviously our defense tonight. We had a hard time keeping them in front of us, and that was basically what it came down to was was they were able to get to the rim quite a bit. Their, their, the speed of their guards and the quickness of their guards hurt us a little bit tonight. Cody, it's a... So you go, Ray Ray, Weber State head men's basketball coach, 15th year head men's basketball coach, the all-time leader in wins in the history of the Big Sky Conference. You're listening in to Nuanez now on 102.9 FM ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena here in downtown Boise. Sean Rainey joining me. He's the sports director at SWX. And uh, we're watching Montana State Eastern Washington warm up right now. Excuse me, Montana State Southern Utah warm up right now. But, Sean, a couple things out of that press conference that I thought were very interesting. First of all, uh, I thought it was so clear just how how um, despondent Randy Ray was about the fact that he lost to Montana again. At this point, it has to be mental, right? I mean, because this, this is new players. I mean, Weaver has as much, if not more, talent than the Grizz. They have veteran guys, obviously guys that had never played in this tournament before because they're so transfer-heavy. But we've just seen it over and over again. I mean, you've been covering this league for 10 years. I've been covering it for 15. But we just see it over and over again. When it comes to March, Weaver State just cannot get past Montana. And, you know, Coach Shakir kind of talked about it, just kind of similar programs and familiarity, and Montana ends up just kind of getting getting the edge there. But, if I mean, if, yeah, if you're Coach Ray, like, you're one of, you know, the most wins in the history of this this league. And obviously, like, if you are struggling to get past a certain team, like, it, eventually it's just going to get, you're just going to start getting depressed about it, you know? And that that is kind of how he sounded. You know, the thing that was interesting to me that was said was, Coach Shakir talking about everybody being bought in and the guys that weren't in the game supporting the ones that were out on the court because obviously they've had some departures and it's been an up and down season and for him to go out of his way to say that they're they're kind of all on the same page and together Mm -hmm. and the ones that were out were supporting the ones that were in I thought that was pretty interesting to me. Telling to be sure the Let's let's talk about that element. Montana has had multiple departures from the squad this year. Uh, Michael Stedman left the team in the middle of the season. Hunter Clark left left the team in the middle of the season. Cam Satterwhite left the team after just a couple games. Um, They also had the incident with Nassim Gaskin before the season even started that cost him uh, his spot on the roster. But that, that does not really have anything to do with the flow and chemistry of this team. But I do think that, on one hand, this... They did, the coaching staff deserves a, a credit for getting this team to peak late because they are peaking. I mean, they went on the road and they swept Idaho State, and then they probably would have swept Idaho as well if they wouldn't have had that called off. And now they've won two games at this tournament. So, realistically, they should be on a six-game winning streak, but they, they're on a four-game winning streak and they, they're playing well right now. And the, the amount that the young guys on the team have improved, they deserve credit for that for sure. But on, on uh, the other side of it, 
I just think that they got better. It was addition by subtraction. I think that not only just the chemistry things, but also just the fact that I think that they just flow way better when they play through their guards. And Mac Anderson just seems to compliment those guards much more than Michael Stedman ever did. Well, yeah, because, I mean, unless you have that dominant big that when you dump it to in the post is going to score most of the time, and then you have to double, and then they can kick it out to guards that are open, and then you can drive and cut and things like that. If you don't have that, then that post is just kind of hanging out in the lane and clogging it up. And now they've spread it out, and Mac Anderson just basically sits kind of on the baseline in that little like kind of runner roll, and and then he could just crash the offensive glass when you get all these you know quick talented guards attacking the rim, and that was what we heard from Randy Rice, and like man, the quickness of their guards just really was an issue. And I don't. I'm just so con- like, it's hard to um, <laughs> evaluate this Grizz team because we have seen them so closely all year. Sure. But if you just dropped me into this tournament and I didn't know anything about any of the teams, I would say that maybe Montana might be the one seed based on how they've played in this tournament. Like they were, and it's a it's a fault of theirs, and it's their their best asset is they play. They're, they're so in control of what they do, and they're so fundamental yes. on defense and on offense, yep. which sometimes, you know, we talk about that offensively kind of being one of their weaknesses is, like, they don't, they you know, they run their sets, right. and it's so much structure. But, like, when you watch some of these other teams here, especially, like, back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back, it is, it's just, there's such a contrast. In, in, such a contrast. And, and you notice it, and especially on the defensive end, some of these other teams, man, are just scrambling around, lost, confused. Dude, Montana is... They're, like, on a string, and they're all, like, one unit, like, together, and they are just right. so connected and always in the right spot. Like, and this is coming taken into effect, like, they have no interior post defender at all. Right. Like, they have a massive weakness on defense. Like, probably the most important position on defense would be, like, a rim protector, like, center that can defend bigs. And they don't even have it, and they're still the best defensive team here, and it's not even close because of how organized they are on the defensive end, and that was very impressive to see. I'm just, I don't know if you can do that three games in a row. Right. And obviously as the um, competition level gets higher and the matchup with Eastern is not as good as the matchup with Weber State, I, 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 don't, I don't know. But they look like, a, that team last night against Weber State looked like the Montana teams of old, just the way that they were playing. And you wouldn't know that they were young and freshmen and things like that. But that's the thing about freshmen is they could be in, very inconsistent. So, if they come out and lay an egg tonight, I wouldn't be all that surprised. So I, I just, but I don't, I just, I really have no idea what to expect from them tonight. Like I, I they could be in the game or they could lose by 25, and I don't know which one it's going to be. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuana, Sean Rainey, broadcasting to you from Idaho Central Arena here in downtown Boise. We're in Boise, courtesy of all of our great sponsors, including Carl Tyler Express Lube. Carl Tyler Express Lube has three locations. One's on North Reserve, one's on South Avenue in Missoula, and the third location on First Street in Hamilton. Visit ktexpresslube.com for more information. It is so true, the contrasting styles, Sean. Like yesterday, Northern Colorado made no defensive adjustments, did not help John on John Knight whatsoever. John Knight just ran a layup line on Northern Colorado. He got to the rim over and over and over again. He was 13 of 17 from the floor at one point. He had not taken a jump shot. He had only been slapping the glass. He has 34 points. No defensive adjustments. It's so crazy. You look at a team like Southern Utah. When Montana starts the game, Travis DeCure already has his whiteboard in his hand. He's got a play drawn up before the game even starts because they want to have so much structure. So Utah, on the other hand, I don't even know if Todd Simon says anything before the game. They just roll the ball out there and they just play. It's amazing. So it really is uh, contrasting styles. But speaking of contrasting styles, we're going to have contrasting styles in the nightcap tonight as Montana takes on Eastern Washington. I know you say that you're not going to be surprised at any result, but what are the keys if Montana wants to take down Eastern Washington? And on the flip side, what are the advantages that the second-seeded Eagles have over the six-seeded Grizz? They can't turn the ball over and give up transition points. When Eastern is out and running in transition, they are dangerous. And that is when they will absolutely destroy Montana. And we gotta, let's pause there just for one second because here's something that people that really like us that love basketball, transition doesn't just mean fast breaks. Eastern is so good at the way that they just transition off a miss of a missed shot, right? It's an extended fast break, and they get it down to the post, and then they're running their stuff, and you don't even have a chance to get your defense set because they get into it so fast, right? Yeah, or like, you know, you're just it's it's a bad shot, or there's a live ball turnover, 
and then they're just you know dribbling the ball down and then there's a trailer and you just can't locate a shooter and he's open you know either in a trail position or in the corner and he hit and he hits a three like Robertson did that quite a few times that that killed Montana um, in Missoula so but if Montana can get quality possessions not turn the ball over they did turn the ball over quite a bit actually against Weber State that's the only thing that they did that they didn't do well that game. I mean, they shot 61%. They yeah. still had 19 turnovers, though. Turned the ball over a lot late, too, as yeah. we were trying to scramble And if they have there. 19 turnovers against Eastern, it's going to be bad news. But if, if they can just... If it's a if it if it's an up-and-down, like, pickup-style game, Eastern is going to slay them. Right. If it is a half-court, in-control, that type of game, Montana's got a good chance. And then that's, I mean, it's just going to, the pace of play is going to be is going to be massive. I also just am curious to see how Montana plays offensively, because if they can, you know, free up their guards and let them attack and things like that, like, I, like if they can play like they did last night offensively, that's going to give them a good chance. It's as simple as this. If this game is about toughness, Montana has the upper hand. If this game is about excitement and fun, Eastern has the upper hand, because yeah. that's exactly yep. it. That's how the two programs play. All right, well, I know you got to get out of here. You got to go shoot this Bobcat game. Well, give us, I know I, I, you just broke down the, the Montana Eastern mm-hmm. game for us well, but th- this game here, Montana State versus Southern Utah. Uh, Southern Utah, they seem like they're just such a solid squad with a lot of depth. And the Cats, I don't know where we're at with the I think, Cats. I think they had yeah. a breakthrough. I think they had a breakthrough yesterday, but also, like you said, I know State's not that good, but also, I know State likes to make it ugly, so I don't know. I mean, if, if Montana State's to pull think, an upset here, how do they do it? I think it's almost similar to the same thing as Montana. Like, I think it's got to be a little bit slower, and it's got to be kind of ugly. And you got to throw, throw the ball to your big guy, And right? give it to, and let Bellow dominate down low, and I, I mean... You've watched a little bit more of Southern Utah than I have, but they don't have like a dominant inside sure. big to def- to defend Bellow. So if he can, if he can go off and Montana can limit Southern Utah from getting points in transition and break their press, which I, I think they have the guys in, in Xavier Bishop and Amin Adamu to to break that press if they go to it. Just slow it down. If this gets up and down and ends up being a, a track style game, same thing with the, the Eastern game. Southern Utah will run away with it, but I think I think Montana could ugly it up enough, or Montana State could ugly it up enough, where it's going to be close. He's Sean Rainey. He joins me consistently every Wednesday on Nuanas. Now he's sitting in here on a Friday, and uh, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much for helping out. Thanks so much for contributing, and uh, best of luck down there on the court. You're one of the few people that gets to sit court. Oh man, so it's been it's been nice being. You know, I heard a ref call uh, Jabril Bello uh, an expletive yesterday <laughs> in the game. You know, you just, things that you don't get when you're up on the third floor. But yeah, hey, I appreciate it, and uh, I know you've been you know busting your butt all week doing the show, doing all your uh, stuff. So. Hey, keep at it. The the light is at the end of the tunnel. Oh, this is where this is the time I really enjoy it the most. So we'll be back here on Nuanas now, 10290 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for Sean Rainey for stopping by. Also, thanks so much to Crawford's Automotive, one of our sponsors that sent us here to Boise. Crawford's Automotive on West Broadway does any work you need on any vehicle you have. More on Nuanas now. Danny Sprinkle, his team tips in 30 minutes. We sat down with him for about 15 minutes yesterday. Montana State's head men's basketball coach, he'll give us his keys to the game here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWS. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Friday, everybody. Hope you're having a great Friday. Hope you got big weekend plans. I wish your weekend plans was to drive down to Boise. Come hang out with me. I know it's tough. There are some fans here, though. There's a smattering of Bobcat fans I'm looking at here. As Montana State gets ready to take on Southern Utah, about 25 minutes until the fifth-seeded Bobcats take on the top seed Southern Utah Thunderbirds here at the Big Sky Conference Men's Basketball Tournament. 
We are broadcasting live from Idaho Central Arena. I am Coulter Nuanez. You are listening to Nuanez Now. This is 1029 ESPN Missoula. Or maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television. No matter which way you're consuming or watching, we really appreciate you being a part of the show. We're going to get to Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball coach here in just a quick minute. But thanks so much to all of our great sponsors for helping us come to Boise, including Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is that your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and neighbors. I knew that this game was going to be going on right during my show, so I caught up with Danny Sprinkle last night. I know he joins us each and every week on Nuanas now, so our listeners are used to hearing from him. This is actually the first time I've been able to conduct an interview with Coach Sprinkle in person in more than a year. How about that? Pretty wild. Last time I actually got a chance to interview him in person was on Harold Frey's senior night in Bozeman back on March 5th. So it's been a year and a week since I actually got to give Coach Sprinkle a fist bump and, and see his pretty face. Pretty weird times, but uh, it was good to see him. You know, obviously, socially distanced, wearing our masks, all that good stuff. We want to make sure everybody stays NCAA tournament eligible. But e- either way, it's just different interviewing people in person. It's just so much better uh, just because look at somebody's eyes rather than looking on a Zoom call or talking on the phone. So it was good seeing Danny and uh, his team. Big win yesterday over Idaho State. Now they're into the semifinals of the Big Sky Tournament for the first time in 12 seasons. My conversation with Danny Sprinkle from yesterday. Welcome back into Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, well, statewide, SWX Montana Television. This is another remote version of this remote show for the week. We've been having a lot of fun doing this. It's fun catching up with everybody across the Big Sky Conference. And earlier today, we're doing this about 7.30 on a Thursday night, but you're listening to this about mm, 4.30 on a Friday we're with Danny Sprinkle, Montana State second-year head men's basketball coach. His team coming off a huge 71-63 victory over Idaho State. And, Coach, we're sitting here looking at the stats, rehashing the game, but overall the emotions of just winning this game. I mean, it, this was, to me, even though I've watched, what, 15 tournament games already this week, this was the first, at least on the men's side, that was a real, true tournament game back and forth slugfest everybody answer everybody's runs there's a few fans in the stand so everybody's going crazy so when you finally got this thing done and uh, you realize you're going to move on to the semifinals what's going through your mind yeah i mean just super excited for the guys you know i mean the way the way they competed for all 40 minutes you know and we we knew we'd have to do that against idaho state as physical as they are and as good a defensive team as they are you know we knew we were going to have to get stops when it mattered we knew we were going to have to you know be aggressive we had to match their aggressiveness you know the teams that don't match their aggressiveness that's the teams that they they whoop up on and uh you know we our our guys you know to give them credit you know everybody that stepped in the game like they competed. They all rebounded. You know, you look at Finn Flute, who hasn't played a ton, came in and got some defended. You know, Borja Garden, you know, Malik Porter, who's probably the most athletic player in the league. Uh, Kellen Tynes coming in and changing the game. Like three guys that, you know, those peripheral guys that come in and, and really gave us a huge boost. I know, so you mentioned, I mean, that's what they like to do. They like to slow it down dominate you on the rebounding margin. I think I mean I think they've out rebounded pretty much everybody they've played all year. They can go big. They have a bruiser in Braden Parker, but they have multiple other guys that play on the wing, like Malik Porter that you mentioned that can really rebound as well. But it seemed to me that your guys responded to that physical style right away. Jabril Bello, I know when he turns it on, can be one of the most physical and formidable players in the entire league. And it seemed like he really tried to set the tone early. He had a huge first half. So how important was that element of the game? It, it was huge. You know, establishing the presence in the paint, especially against Idaho State. You know, because they they are they're they're big. They're that's where they try to that's where they try to get you. You know, they try to make it a paint game, and they send forward to the offensive glass. And if, and if you wait for them to come, they're going to push you under the rim. You know, they they are bigger and you know stronger than us. But our, our guys, you know. Like I said, you know, they competed. They went and hit first. You know, we went and hit them and then went and got the rebounds. And, you know, you show, you know, Abdul Muhammad had nine rebounds. You know, Amon seven. You know, Borja six. You know, and, and a lot of them were kind of loose rebounds, you know, where they kind of went out of their area to get them. And those are the ones you got to come up with against a team like Idaho State. No need to comment on the officiating other than the fact that they were officiating it pretty close while it's a physical game. But both sides kept going hard. I mean, how do you get your guys to keep going hard when they're, you know, they're worried about the whistle blowing? But I mean, you guys kept battling. There were so many loose balls, so many rebounds that you have to go get. So how did you keep your guys going in that element? 
you're trying to get me fined. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I credit our guys, you know, not losing their composure and, and, and just to continue playing. You know, we talked a lot even, you know, leading up to the game about getting to the next play, you know, trying to be positive, just no matter what happens, whether they score, whether – you know, whether it is a bad call, whatever it is, like get to the next play. And I thought our guys did a, a tremendous job of that. You know, and, and Idaho State, that you know, they're they're hard to officiate. You could every, every you could call a foul every single play. You know, there's contact, and I'm not saying on them, but there's contact with, you know, five or six people on every single play. And so, you know, it's a tough game to officiate. You mentioned Kellen Tynes, true freshman who's really come on down the stretch. Danny Sprinkle, by the way, Montana State head men's basketball coach, joining us here on Nuanas now. But Tynes, he's really come on the last couple of weeks, and uh, seems like he's turned the corner and he's given you good minutes. But he had a nice sequence towards the end of the first half. I think Idaho State was up one, and he came off a ball screen, hit a jumper, then he gets a steal, gets an and one, and that kind of gave you guys some momentum to take that lead into halftime so what'd you think of that spark he provided you huge i mean i thought that was the turning point of the game you know like you said we went from being down one to up eight at halftime and it was almost all solely due to his energy and his defensive activity uh even late in the game you know he was in the game he's you know he's guarding Tariq cool he's guarding robert ford or we put him on a shooter and you know he's getting deflections uh you know he's got he's got tremendous instincts defensively you know, especially when guys are dribbling, like he knocks the ball away a lot. And you've seen it the last five games. You know, he, he's changed, even the games we lost, like at Sac State and Idaho, like he changed those games. He got us in back into those games. Xavier Bishop, they were Montana State senior guard. They were knocking him off the spot all the time, really trying to rough him up, but he just kept going at him, kept going at him, kept going at him. I know 5 of 15 from uh, the field and 1 of 5 from the three-point line, maybe not the splits that you want, but 11 from 11 from the free-throw line. One of the keys to your guys' victory, 32 for 40 as a team, Montana State was in this win over Idaho State. But um, it just seemed like Xavier never wanted to quit. So, I mean, what would you think of just his ability to stick to it? Yeah, you know, he just competitive, you know, competitive. And, and you know, we know we're going to have the ball in his hands a lot, and he's going to get, you know, hit a lot when he drives because he is aggressive or off ball screens. You know, and then, you know, to guard guys like Robert Ford, and, you know, and he did, I thought he did a tremendous job on their shooters. Um, you know, uh, that Emmett Taylor, you know, he was 0 for 2 tonight, and we had him on, you know, Tyreek Cool, you know, who we knew he was going to shoot a lot of shots. You know, you just have to hope he doesn't make some because he's a really talented guy. But, you know, I thought just as good as he was offensively, he was just as good defensively. Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle joining us here on Nuanas now. And the Bobcats into the Big Sky Conference semifinals for the first time in 12 years. So when you hear that, coach, I mean, it's got to bring you some satisfaction. You know the job's not done. It's hard to appreciate what you've accomplished at this point while you're still playing, but pretty big win for Montana State. Yeah, it was. You know, but, like, that's that's the expectation, you know, and that's that's something we talk about a lot with our guys, you know, and, and these players, we didn't recruit them to come get to the semifinals. You know, like, that's that's not the goal, and our guys understand that, and we know we have a really tough opponent tomorrow in Southern Utah, but that's that's why they're here. You know, that's why we're here, and that's the expectation for our for our program. This tournament has been wild. The first five games on the men's side, was every single one of them was between teams that didn't play in the regular season. We're talking about even teams that got buys that didn't play in the regular season, and that will continue again tomorrow with the semifinal. I guess right now, as we speak here today, uh, Eastern Washington is taking on Northern Arizona, and uh, tonight Montana will play Weber State. So those two teams had played before this year, but... You mentioned your matchup with the top-seeded Thunderbirds coach, but it seems to me this tournament, it's even more wide open than we ever could imagine because there is no projecting on paper because we never saw any of these teams play each other. So who even knows who got the right seed or anything? I mean, to me, I watched Northern Colorado lick Sac State. Well, I thought Sac State was good, but I'm sitting there thinking, man, Northern Colorado is really good. They got one of the best players in the league in Bodie Hume. It just seems like there's even more mystery because uh, everybody didn't play everybody this year. No question, and and that's what's – kind of crazy like you said the first five games of the tournament had nobody had met each other yet and uh you know it's it's fun because no matter what if i don't like neither one of us played southern utah and so you know hopefully it's to our advantage tomorrow night and uh you know we'll see what we can do so utah the outright big sky conference champions this season 
And they got into the semifinals with a 91-83 win over Northern Colorado in the first quarterfinal of the uh, Big Sky Conference men's tournament. John Knight III went to the rim early, often, all day long. 34 points. He made 13 of his first 17 field goal attempts. Ended up with a career high, and uh, he leads Southern Utah into the semifinals. But, Coach, I know you guys' defense is a little bit different than Northern Colorado's. Knight was kind of just feasting on a, a pretty optimal matchup for him, but it starts and ends with the all-league point guard for Southern Utah. So what did you think of Knight today? Because I know you were watching the game a little bit, and, and how do you go about slowing him down tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, he was tremendous today. You know, he, he's been tremendous all year. You know, he's not only is he one of the fastest and strongest players in the league, you know, but for a point guard, I mean, he's about 6'3", and he's got a body. And he's about 2'10", too. Yeah. You know, I mean, he... I mean, he'd probably get drafted in the NFL as a safety or something. That's what I said. He looks like a safety to me. He has a safety body. He's 6'3", 210. He's not, he's not 6'3", 180. He's 6'3", 210. No question. And so, like, so when he drives and he's so explosive and he hits you, God, you're going to bounce off of him. You know? And then he's great at finishing around the rim. And so we, we're going to have to come up with a game plan to really, you know, really protect that paint and, and, you know, and try to make him make some shots over us. And if he does get to the rim, we've got to make sure we have length there that you know, kind of throws him off. It really is a pick your poison with Southern Utah because John Knight is so good off the bounce. He's so good at getting the rim, but they have shooters around him. I mean, Tavion Jones is one of the best shooters in this league. Mason Fawcett, one of the best front court players in terms of stretching the floor as well. And they have multiple other guys that can knock down threes too. So uh, it is sort of a pick your poison, but how do you go about doing that element? How do you, how do you slow down this entire Southern Utah attack? We can't tell you because they might get the scalp. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we have a game plan. You know, I mean, it, it's going to be easier said than done. Um, you know, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to fight, and you know, we're going to have to hope they miss some shots, and, and we got to make sure we secure the rebound when they do. You can't let them get second chance. And the one thing I do know from watching a lot of them is, you know, if you have live ball turnovers, they're going to cap, they're going to get to the rim, they're going to finish, get and ones, and they're almost impossible to beat if you have over 10, 12 turnovers. So Utah Montana State Big Sky Conference semifinals here in less than an hour. Last thing for you, Coach. After the game, what was it like with your guys? Do you, do you feel like they remain hungry? Do you feel like they feel like they have unfinished business here in this tournament? No question. I, th- I think that's they've kind of had that all year. Like you know, they they have a they have an expectation and a belief in themselves that you know when when it's time to get a stop that they can get a stop. You know, and you know we we haven't necessarily played well. You know, the last four or five weeks, and there, there's been a lot of factors that go into that. But, you know, when the time comes, like, they've, they've always stepped. When they really have to, they've stepped up. And, uh, you know, super proud of them. And that's one of the first things they said in the locker room. You know, they're, you know we're not done. You know, we're, we, we, got a, we got a tough team tomorrow, but we got to, we'll be ready to go. Dan Sprinkle, Montana State's second-year head men's basketball coach, his team into the semifinals for the first time in 12 seasons. They play the top-seeded Southern Utah Thunderbirds 5 p.m. Friday night. Coach, appreciate you joining us. Best of luck. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Sprinkle. Appreciate it making some time. Thanks as well to Aspen Sound. Aspen Sound wants to get you ready for summer with window tinting for your car and stereo for your boat. Aspen Sound located at 1300 West Broadway in Missoula. You're listening to Nuanez now. I'm Coulter Nuanez. About 12 minutes till Montana State and Southern Utah tip in the first of two semifinals here tonight at Idaho Central Arena. I'm in Boise, downtown Boise. Big Sky Conference men's basketball tournament marches on. The women's tournament, it came to its completion earlier today. Idaho State, a resounding and dominant victory over rival Idaho to move on into the NCAA tournament, into the big dance. The Bengals going to the NCAAs for the first time since 2011. We'll hear from Krista Redpath, Jenny Cavanaugh, the two ladies that called this entire tournament on Pluto TV right after this on Nuanas Now. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more and talk with you we were both 16 and it felt so right sleeping all day staying up all night happy friday everybody hope you're having a great day great evening hope you got great plans for your weekend i know what i'm doing i'm at the big sky conference basketball tournament and the best portion of the tournament 
is underway today here on Friday. Saw a shocking women's championship earlier today. Idaho State just rolled Idaho. They were up 10 at the end of the first quarter, 20 at halftime, 30 by the end of the third quarter, 40 by the fourth quarter. They emptied, Seton Sobolewski emptied his bench with seven minutes to go. Called off the dogs. Idaho State surges into the NCAA tournament. About 10 minutes away from Montana State and Southern Utah kicking off the first semifinal. Bobcats into the Big Sky Conference semifinals for the first time in 12 years. Taking on the top-seeded Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are looking for their first ever appearance in the Big Sky Conference tournament championship game. They will be leaving the league, not this year, not next year, but the year after that. But Southern Utah, the top seed in the Big Sky Conference uh, so far here. That women's championship, we're going to get right to it. You're listening to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanez, broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena in Boise, Idaho. Caught up with Krista Redpath and our, our women's basketball insider, Big Sky Conference women's basketball insider, as well as her broadcasting partner, Jenny Cavanaugh. Jenny did the play-by-play. Krista did the color for the Pluto TV broadcast of every single one of the tournament games. Here's some thoughts from the two ladies that had the best seat in the house to watch the women's tournament, including the surprising championship game, Idaho State going to the big dance. Back in the Big Sky Tournament in Boise, Idaho, Idaho Central Arena, and we have a Big Sky Conference women's basketball champion. It went as expected in terms of who won the championship. Idaho State, the number one seed coming in this tournament, and the outright Big Sky champions in the regular season. They emerged victorious, but it was not an emergence. It was a runaway. It was a, an absolute uh, decimation. And Idaho State, I've never seen a championship game like that. They were up 10 points at the end of the first quarter. They're up 20 points at the end of the second quarter, 30 points at the end of the third quarter. They're checking out all of their star players with seven minutes to go in the game. It was almost palpable watching them wait for the celebration to occur. All the veterans are on the bench. When is this going to be over? When can we finally celebrate? Because the game was in hand. 84-49. Idaho State races past number two, Idaho. I'm joined now by Jenny Cavanaugh and Chris Redpath, the two ladies that called this tournament. Ladies, I know it's uh, been quite a uh, energy drain for you to do this tournament, but also a, a heck of a lot of fun. So thanks so much for joining me. First, Jenny, start with you. I mean, overall, what did you think of this tournament? It played out with the number one seed winning, but I don't think anybody expected the result we just saw. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you ever anticipate going into a championship game and say, oh, I bet they'll win by 35. <laughs> Take that to Vegas if you had it, because that's exactly what happened. And especially in a rivalry game, I definitely think we expected a much closer contest, but it was very obvious that Idaho State's defense prevailed early. I mean, they were able to shut down Idaho, and we saw two of the top offensive teams in the conference come to play. And Idaho State, I mean, they were relentless. They were not going to back down. And so I think from that standpoint, proving they were the number one overall seed um, from the regular season, winning that regular season conference title, and then coming here and just, you know, having a, a couple of easier games to get in, and then all of a sudden winning the way they did. So best of luck to them, obviously, in the NCAA tournament. But it's been a fun week, and I think for Chris and I both, you know, it's kind of an emotional week when you start to look back at where we were a year ago I think everyone's in that boat and waking up in the same hotel room today to do this championship game knowing a year ago we did that and everything was cancelled so it was really fun to be here and it is challenging to get seven games done in the first two days but um, so rewarding and so fun and uh, to watch a team cut down nets and know that those student athletes uh, have a huge memory in their books is pretty cool. On the men's side, it's been so interesting because the number one seed has played in the championship game, I think, 13 out of the last 14 years, and almost always the top seed on the men's side is the team that wins. That has not been the case on the women's side. We've seen a lot of non-one seeds, especially since it moved to the neutral site advance. Krista, you have had the experience personally as a player and now also analyzing this for the last six or seven years as well. It seems like a lot of times the one seed comes with a ton of pressure. I think Idaho State had a ton of pressure coming into this tournament, and they didn't fold to it at all. I mean, how hard is it as the number one seed that's expected to win is it to actually then take care of business? There's certainly pressure. I mean, I was in those, that situation four times. We ended up winning all four years, but uh, I felt that going into the championship game, and you, you, want, you have that will to want to win, but it's also you don't want to screw up and lose and end up going home or having you know the expectations of being the number one team and not being able to finish and I know that Idaho State had the NCAA tournament in the back of their head I mean they've had too good of a season to not think about it so you know I look at like a Steffi Ors who came out I think she finished shooting seven or eight seven from eight from the floor I mean she just was locked in from the very beginning Coulter as soon as she hit the floor it was like ice in her veins 
made her first six shots. I think she had 17 points before the game was even 15 minutes old. And Idaho State, I think they made 15 out of their first 20, maybe 15 out of their first 21 shots. So uh, they were absolutely locked in. But Jenny, as you followed this team, this tournament, what stood out about Idaho State? What do you think makes them such a special team? Well, I think I kind of alluded to it. It's their defense. You know, I think they have so many offensive threats that come off the bench. You're just looking up and down the box score. You know, you had a couple of players in double figures today, but it's it's the ones that chip in, um, whether it's the starters or their bench players, that can give you those solid minutes. I mean, you're able to kind of sub out uh, some of those key players and be able to rest them quickly, get them back in, and that translates on the defensive end. They're so aggressive. They're so tenacious, and some of that comes, you know, we saw it today from uh, Diaba Canate. Like, she's able to grab some steals, and in transition, they're able to have points. So I think they really live and die by their defense, and if you think of any team that's going to be a great representative for the Big Sky at the NCAA tournament, it's that. When you have a great defensive powerhouse, um, you know, that gives you your best shot to win. Listen to Nuanez now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television live from the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. We are broadcasting from Idaho Central Arena. I'm joined right now by Jenny Cavanaugh and Crystal Redpath. They were the uh, the duo that called this women's tournament for its duration. I was saying to Andrew Houghton, who works at the Idaho State Journal, the number one player in this tournament that you can't describe how awe-inspiring it is to watch her, how amazing of an athlete she is without seeing her in person is Diaba Canate. I've seen her on the stream plenty of times, but she is just such an explosive athlete, and the way she plays defense, that she denies on the perimeter, the way she takes the ball away from, from players, I mean, unbelievable. She's such a great athlete, but um, Krista, what else do you think about this Idaho State team makes them special? Because it seems like they have not only so many options on both sides, but also just such great chemistry as well. Well, I think they're very fundamental, Coulter, and I've said this all year. They're disciplined. They do like the four out, one in. They rotate Ellie Smith and Delaney Moore underneath. They don't skip a beat, and, Col- and uh, Coach Sobolewski keeps those legs fresh at all times, and it's a seamless transition when he rotates out about seven or eight deep. Uh, I think Diaba sets the tone. I mean, she really elevates their, their pace. And I think that, you know, they have so many weapons, they, they can they can penetrate the paint, um, and then they all have those handoffs. Those handoffs are so tough because you have to guard them honest because there's so many weapons. And then I look at Diaba on the defensive end. I think she completely set the tone, and Idaho couldn't get into any rhythm. Um, she has her hands on everything, um, just disrupting any type of offensive flow that Idaho was hoping to get into. And Idaho, I mean, that's the other side of the story. It just seems to me like they just were shorthanded. I mean, Gina Markson didn't make the trip to this tournament. Neither did Haley Christopher. Markson, obviously, an all-league point guard. And Christopher, the top reserve in the league. And Gabby Harrington, one of the first-team all-league players for the Vandals, she sprained her ankle on, uh, I guess it would have been in the semifinals against Montana State. She didn't look like she was at full strength in this championship game either. So, I mean, Jen, you think it's just just a product of Idaho kind of running out of gas? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they had a great season. And when you start to look uh, across the league, everyone had their coach. COVID issues at various times, but for Idaho, it just came at the wrong time. It came in March um, when they really needed their team to be clicking on all cylinders, gunning towards this tournament that they missed out on getting to play the championship game last year against Montana State. And I know for John Newley, that weighed heavily on him all offseason. I mean, to not get those seniors that he had to graduate, their opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament when obviously the whole world of sports was in the same boat. But to make it back here today, I think it was emotional for them. I think to do it without two really solid players for them, um, especially in Gina Markson, who has been such a solid leader for them, I think that was probably really challenging. And they did a great job. You know, their freshman, Sydney Gandy, fantastic. I mean, made the all-tournament team, and she should. She's going to have a bright future in this conference. And I think we're just getting to start to see the fruits of her freshman year and the labor. Um, I think she averaged 21 points in her last three games coming into the game today. So it she really stepped up big, but at the end of the day, when you have 10 people and you're working really with seven, two off your bench, it's hard to stay fresh and it's hard when you get shut down early in a game like this. Krista, other thoughts on this game? and what, what, How would you put a bow on uh, this championship game and this championship for Idaho State? Well, I just look at Coach Sobolewski and all that he's put in uh, in his time molding this team. They have a big foreign presence. Um, you know, there's just been so many moving parts this year and stops and starts and cancellations and practices disrupted. And I just think for Coach Sobolewski, you, you know, as we interviewed him, and I know you can probably allude to this, Jenny, it just it seemed like, he, you know, he could relax and he could really enjoy that moment. And you could see all those players just rejoicing. And I don't think that there's anything that can describe that 
feeling of, of winning a conference tournament and going to the big dance. And I look at the camaraderie that they have as, as teammates and you can really see the joy that they enjoy um, playing with each other. And again, I think that goes back to not having... So Yokos, the Red Bat, Jenny Kavanaugh breaking down the Big Sky Conference Women's Tournament, the Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Championship, Southern Utah and Montana State on the men's side. They're announcing the starting lineups right now. Idaho State on the women's side. They're headed to the big dance. It's Nuanez now broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena. Back after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 